Hey guys, welcome back to Lesbian Honest. I'm Ash. I'm here with my amazing wife, Kirst. What's up, guys? We are back for another round. Yeah, look at us. We're on top. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you have to tell yourself. Um, okay, well, truth be said, we've been a little uh, on the struggle bus. A little bit. I mean, I feel like, when are we not? You're right. It's we're just humping the shit out of life all the time. And what we mean by that is like literally like we just like it means we just, wake up you're and like our a feet dog that just can't help it. You just hump in the air, hump in the post, <laughs> hump in the stuffed animal, you know, because it just doesn't stop. <laughs> what she means, friends, is that we just constantly feel like we are like digging into our reserves in the regards of like survival mode all the it time. It is. And it's been like this since we got together. Yeah, I think it maybe it's the only state we know how to be in. Well, let's talk about why we feel like we're constantly surviving. Because I felt like I was in survival mode before we even met. Okay, and you had a lot going on. I had a, a shit ton going on. But I, I was in survival mode from a long time ago. Like, I think you were I... born that way. No. No? Maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> you know, but seriously though, and you had a lot going on too. Well, before it's high school. Even before that. Like, right. I can go all the way, I can revert all the way back to, like, elementary school. Sure. I mean, I think... But I think we've been, I think we, our biggest thing on this was that we wanted to be raw and uncandid and, like, honest. But I think we have also been extremely respectful yeah. um, for parties that have been involved in our life and, like, hard times. And we want to maintain that. But I also think that we have... Very much so, like, candy-coated and, like, fluffened the delivery of... We softened the blow a little bit. I think in, like, Seriously, maybe though. just anticipation of people that are involved in our story hearing and it. And it's scary to that share. It, this it's is vulnerable. This is not... Yeah, this is extremely vulnerable to our, for us to share our story with people. I mean, we have listeners that are all over the world. I mean, this, is not, this is not just, like... Our you small know. little town, our no. Colorado, no, U.S. It it's all over. It's all over. I mean, we have multiple different countries that have listened. But and we're so happy for that. I think that that it, is it has surpassed to me. any expectation I ever had of this. I was like, maybe we'll have a couple friends that listen, or like people that like will share it with their friend that knows that's going through a hard time with like either like coming out of the closet or as we're in the closet and our kitten is trying to like reach in. So, yeah. But, you know, it's like we, we were kind of just hoping that, like, maybe we can make a difference for, like, one person or, like, yeah. give somebody hope and, like, encouragement wherever they're at in life and what they may be able I to relate feel to too, us. like, after a good podcast episode, I feel a little bit more, like... It's kind of therapeutic for us, I think. And it's bonding it for us, too. It's time that we get alone that, like, is specifically just an hour or, you know, a little bit more that we set aside. But, I mean, I think that, like... I want to reiterate when we say that, like, we're constantly in survival mode, like, big things are happening for us, though. And they have 100%, happened for us. And they've been happening for us. And I do really think that things get significantly harder when you're getting ready to break through yeah. the next level of life or the next level of achievement. And, like, right? Like, yeah, that's what you're doing constantly. That's, like, the core values of video games. <laughs> like, um, I need to get to the next level, and then I need to get to the next level. And each level comes with, like these new tools or the new things that you have, you know? And so what we're trying to explain though, is that we have a lot of amazing things that are going on, Yes, but we have put in almost four years of hard work towards this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think too, when like you become a couple that has limited support, you, I mean, like when we say like, we've had to like fight for our, life together like it's not that we've had to fight people like away from our family but almost fight for like people to be involved in our family because of the way that like it was taken when we became a couple you know I'm having a lot of moments in my life now where I'm recognizing the differences between how certain things in my life were handled and now how things in like my siblings lives are being handled and how different it is and how there's such a stark contrast and I'll be like honest, you know, my little sister, she's not gay. She's with a man and it is 100 and fully 
supported by my family and celebrated by my family. Um, like they're probably celebrated moving in together, like pre-marriage. Like, I mean, like, just like, there's no stipulations by any means. I mean, I think that like your brother had the same type of situation happen too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can relate with like a lot of like stuff going on with like my siblings. Like I, I feel like something and it's nothing against my siblings. Like, I love them, and I'm happy that they have that support because I have been honest. Like, I did not have that kind of support. But I think it, like, still is a little bit of a salt on the wound when you see their, you know, things in their life being celebrated that when I, like, for instance, like, I'm pretty sure my sister is, like, right around the corner of getting engaged, and that is super exciting for her and her spouse but that's going to be highly celebrated by my family. And I was terrified to tell my family that we were engaged. I actually would hide it from my family, um, which like was super hurtful for me and for Ashley, you know, and I just look back and I kind of feel like those times in my life that were supposed to be some of the most like celebrated and valued times were like, there were like, stolen from me. Yeah. And I mean, like, being told to, like, hide things, like, and feeling well, it wasn't like even you can't that hide it was told. Either. It was more that, like, I felt like I had to because of the reaction we got of just being together. Like, oh, God, how are they going to act if they find out that we're engaged? But even, like, when people, like, if I was around or something, we were, like, around other people and we'd get introduced to be like, and this is her friend, Ash. Like, it was never like, this is her, like girlfriend of the past three years, Ash, like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, we were never, we were never acknowledged as a couple. We were never like, no, it took a very, very long time. And I think the hard thing is, is that like for people that are listening that are on the other side of it, like they, like, it's nice that people come around eventually, but like those years of doing that don't go away. No. Right. Like, like, that's kind of it's the thing. traumatic. It's it's imprinting on your life. It is, and I think what that's taught us is that there there is something to say about your reaction to something. That, right, like your reaction to someone telling you something or you finding something out is important. It's imprintable. It's like an impression that gets made, and like you can't take it back. No, and I think that like being parents now, I'm like, you know, I can see how you can have, like, I've definitely had negative or like not the reaction that I wanted to have with my kids. And there are times that like, I do reflect and look back and say like, okay, hold on. Like, I'm sorry. Like that wasn't the reaction that I intended to have. Like, I'm sorry that that's what came out, you know? And it's never been something that's been like, I'm not like happy with my kids' performance or something like that. It's just been like, Small things, you know, that you come across in parenting, but... Well, I mean, here's the thing, is that we understand that being a parent is a constant learning curve. Yes. And you're never going to do something right, like, and perfect. It's just not going to happen. Like, you'll do it kind of right, but you're never just going to be like, yeah, like, I'm so winning. Like, it, it's a constant up and down. There are moments, but it's... But it's not like a constant like no downhill. I'm killing it. This it's shit. It's very know? Like, up and down. Like in one day, you can go from being like, "Yeah, I actually checked the email and like got snacks to the classroom on time for this party today," like winning, and then literally five minutes later, find out you missed parent teacher conferences. <laughs> like it's very up and down. I mean, it's just one of those things, though, that like we talk about it, and we have very open communication with our kids. I didn't grow up with that. You didn't grow up with that. No. We also, I didn't experience my parents being like, I messed up or I'm sorry that this was my original reaction and like, let's talk about it. Like I've processed it and I should have told you that I should, that I needed time to process it first before my reaction. Um, but I mean, I feel like we do that all the time with our kids. Yeah. In the regards of like, we treat our children with the respect that we want treated Number one, and I've, I've talked about this a couple times this week with, um, like some clients that I've ran into is that like, like we don't let our kids just say no, it's no, thank you. Or no ma'am or no sir, whatever the situation is, because that's respectful. And 
I think our goal in teaching our kids those things was that they need to know and understand what respect is so that that way they are treated correctly. Right. I want our kids to know how people should treat them because Mm -hmm. of the effort that they put into treating other people. Right. So, you know, for instance, when our son is like, mother, can I take your plate to the sink for you? I'm like, thank you, sir. Right. And it's not because like... I'm so prim and proper or that we hold this like prim and proper household. It's because it's just proper, kind respect. Right. And our kids are human beings and they have feelings and they deserve respect. And I think if you can teach them respect and what to expect for themselves, they learn things like empathy sooner. I think that they learn things like kindness continually. Boundaries. I think they learn boundaries, which is huge. Yeah. I mean, our daughter is like, she is so, like shocks me every day. And she's sometimes... amazing to watch growing up right now. Yeah, she really is. Like she she's is so ahead of her like time and just the way that she interprets things and the boundaries that she sets. I mean, like she's had a couple run-ins with like friends and people and like she has been very kind in her delivery, but also saying, listen, I don't have space for people that think that this type of treatment of friends is okay. And what is impressive to me about it is she says she, like, doesn't hold space for that, but she genuinely, like, doesn't Doesn't. let it eat her up. And I was telling Ash that the other day about, like, an interaction she had at school, and I was like, you know, I'm shocked because she tells me about it as soon as she gets in the car when I pick her up, and then that's it. And I told Ash, I was like, me, as a kid, I would have dwelled on this over and over mm-hmm. and over. I went to, I would have gone to bed with like a knot in my stomach. The next day would have been hard yeah. at school. Like, and she just lets it roll off, like water off a duck's back. And I'm like, she's something to be like, we should learn from her. Like I learn from her often because I'm like, she's a very free spirited child, but she, she also holds herself to a really high standard and understands what she knows she deserves. Right. And these are small things that we realize from like our upbringing. I'm not saying that our parents like woke up every day and was like, ha, ah, what a glorious morning to go and fuck up my children more. No, like absolutely it wasn't, not. it wasn't like that. I think that our parents did what they thought was best with what they had in the moment. However, I think that like times are obviously different now, but I always think there's time to like make amends or eat your words or eat crow and like say, I'm sorry. I mean, I think what is hard is there is like such a huge generational difference between like our parents' generation and our generation in the sense that like we are a more feely generation that like we want to work through it. We want to talk about it. We want to set the boundaries. We want to you know, mitigate the problems and that generation in like, this is from my experience with my family, but like was keep the peace on the outside, no matter what it took and brush it under the rug. And if it comes back up, like we'll deal with it then. And, and Glennon Doyle talks about that. She talks about internal conflict versus external conflict. So avoid the external conflict and just maintain internal conflict because if you just carry it around yourself and keep the peace outside, then you're fine. And that's opposite. Polar opposite. That's self-destruction. And there's a reason why, and I come back to this and I mentioned it in a couple other episodes. There's a reason why they say, put your oxygen mask on first in an airplane before you help anyone else or your small children. And it's because if you can't help yourself then you're not going to be able to help anybody else. Right. And I think so that that it, is like, leads us huge. to like a hard spot because like when you're starting to unpack, you know, I know I feel aged when I say this, but like when you're starting to unpack your childhood trauma basket, I think that like we start to recognize I'm definitely the kind of person that like, I want to talk about it. I want to know, like I want to talk to, you know, to the people involved in my past and, talk about the things that I think because you know we all have different perspectives and different recollections of what happened especially us as children Mm -hmm. and I think that like I see that a little bit more now having kids hearing them say something like that happened and us being there and being like well it's not exactly what happened but when our parents told us that though did it not make you feel so shitty and unheard yeah that's not how it happened I can't tell you how many times that like I was having like a full conversation or telling a story about something and then be told that's not how it happened. 
I never did that. That was not what happened. And you know, like it might not have been what happened to them, but to you, that's your perspective. And I will say over and over again, perception is reality. Yep. And I try to utilize that in my parenting too, to think that like, it doesn't matter. I read a quote the other day that like really resonated with me just because of like what we're going through right now Mm -hmm. in life. And it said, do not let your storm get your kids wet. Oh, wow. You didn't share that with me. And I was like, wow, like we carry a heavy storm sometimes and sometimes it trickles off onto our kids. And I, I know as a kid, I experienced that from my mom and from other people in my life, you know, there's one story that I'll share because it really, this is something I remember starkly and I can actually say it happened and it happened like this because I have validation, but my grandpa one day came over to help with us and the dogs and I was probably, I don't know, 10 or 11 and my dog, Missy was a terrible dog, like to be to be honest, she was a bad dog, but we kept her. We loved her. She just was a naughty dog. She got out the garage door and we were supposed to be packing up to go to probably dance or my grandpa was trying to get me somewhere, you know, trying to help. And Missy got out the garage door. She goes flying out and she's like gone. We're not going to get this dog back. And he threw the car keys on the ground and he said, God damn it. And he yelled at me. And I remember thinking, My grandpa, A, never used the Lord's name in vain like that. So for him to say it that way and for him to say it directed, like, he was mad at me for letting the dog out. And I just remember being like, I don't know why he's so mad. Like, what did I, like, I know I let the dog out, but like, and I think eventually what happened is that night he came to me and he told me, I'm so sorry. Um, Grandpa just had a really hard day today. And I was like, I'll be honest, like as a kid, that didn't make me feel any better. Like him saying I had a hard day didn't make me be like empathetic for him. Like, well, cause oh, you didn't understand his level of problems. No. At 10 or 11 years old. Right. So it is very like, and they don't, they don't need to, but like, I also find that very interesting that he came to you like that. We both grew up around our grandparents quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but I find that very interesting that your grandpa did that for he you. He felt terrible. But... You, you haven't experienced that from your parents? No. I mean, I think that... Like, do you, do you have moments or times... Like, I can't think of times where my parents came to me unless I was being gaslighted because they were turning themselves into the victim. And, like, I can't think of a time that they were like, hey, listen, like, I messed up. Like, I was super stressed out, and I'm so sorry. Like... Right. I've, I... I struggled because I constantly felt like I was... I was very torn in like how my feelings are and especially how I like feel and interpret and looking back on my upbringing and my like childhood now, like I felt like I was a trophy child to be shown off in like the church and like, look at my accomplishments and look at my amazing like kid, da, 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 da. But behind closed doors, I felt like a burden. I felt like I was just an annoying, like waste of space taking up like the quiet, the peace and quiet that they wanted. And it sucks. Yeah. It really sucks. And to like, think about how that makes me feel and interpreting how it made me feel as a child and not being able to understand all of those feelings that like, right. You're and just put words together in those to moments. Like, like how it made you feel. Yeah. And like, it makes me be like, you know, I come home and I have hard days at work all the time. We have, yeah, I mean, you know, life for I us mean, right now is not... Today was super stressful. Easy, yeah, but we would have never known. But it's like, I don't want my kids to have that. Like, I don't want my kids to be like, great, like, mom gets home from work. And just, I mean, the quote that you said, like, we get splashed with her storm that she came home from work with. Mm-hmm. That's awful. That right. is so awful. And, like, there's times where, like... I drive home and you and me have conversations and we catch up from our day and it's great. And then there's times where like I'm driving home or you know that I've had a rough day and like chaos is happening at the house or chaos starts at the house and we're in mid conversation. You're like, I'm going to let you go. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your drive home. Like listen to your book or listen to some music. Like just 
you know, meditate on the way home, whatever or it is you text need to do. Her, like before she even gets off, like, don't call me on the way home. Like we have a very, very hard three in a three fourths year old child right now. Um, and she just she's interprets- been, she's been hard for a long time. Like she's been a difficult, more I mean, difficult child. She grew up in the midst of COVID. Like yeah. she didn't have good socialization skills. Like, and it's really affecting us. She's extremely clingy and attached. And like, as we're moving into the next stage now, it has made it hard. However, like she also, she also tries to keep up with her two older siblings. Yeah. So she also is ahead of her time in a lot of ways that she is like communicating and expressing her feelings and things. And she's got a lot of feelings and feels she does. And like, it's, this is why parenting is hard. Every child is different. Yeah. And every stage of it is different. I mean, like you look back, like there are so many times that I'm like, I do not remember our other two kids doing this. And I'm like, you know, maybe they did to a degree and I just blacked it out because you don't remember the biggest... I do remember some bigger tantrums with, like, our son because he was nonverbal and, like, there were definitely times that, like, it was hard. But, like, this kid is more stubborn and more of a spitfire. It's like more, you? Like, maybe. Maybe I'm getting it. I'm getting it tenfold. <laughs> they say it comes back to you. Um, But, like, that makes it a little bit hard because, you know, it's chaos at home when you're driving home from work it's sometimes dinner it is. time sometimes it is and you know the kids are now winding down from their day they're tired right. like it's hard like i came home early today because i didn't take a lunch work was so crazy today i didn't have time to take a lunch and i was like you know what like and most of the time when that happens i still stay the whole day yeah and like it wrecks me well and we're we're working on boundaries with things mm-hmm. like that and i think we're kind of in just such a flex right now of life because i'm you know working on like getting possibly a nursing job and graduating from school and taking my national boards. And there's a lot that's going to be Kirsten's happening. Got some good shit going on guys. I got some big things up in here. Oh my God. I'm so freaking excited for her. She has worked her ass off. Like I'm so proud of this girl right now. Like I literally just want to like shout out Kirst right now because she has like put her nose to the grind and like conquered what was set up to be the impossible being a stay at home mom in the midst of a pandemic and raising three children and acing freaking nursing school. Like I literally couldn't be more proud right now. Oh, like I'm you deserve so much fucking praises for that right now. It's not even funny. That means a lot. I think it's been a road and I, there really are times that I think like this would have been impossible like it should have been impossible like there really are like days that like I'm it's like chaos and I have to go take an exam and I'm like how how am I going to get a good grade on this exam when I can't even like think straight right now like there have been many many times and you, you know thought straight since high school baby I know that's true so I'm never I'm always on the curve <laughs> good thing they went to the bell Woo. <laughs> little gay joke <laughs> Gotta throw that in there. Oh, geez. There are days. There's some days, though, that, like, there's been times, too, where I'm talking to Kirsten. She's like, oh, my God. I've got two different socks on, and my hair's up in a bun, and I'm pretty sure... Did I even put a bra on? Like, <laughs> she's on her way to go get... Go take an exam. But, you I know, mean, yeah. it is. It's hard. And But I actually want to say that, like, for the first time in a long time, the other day when I was driving home from my final final of nursing school... I needed a 52% to get an A in the class on this, ex- or 52 out of 60, so I don't know what percent that is. I needed 52 points out of 60 points to get an A in this class, and I got a 52.5. And I was driving home from school, and it was quiet. Normally, I would have a bunch of people to call and talk to, and I tried to call Ash, and she was busy. But I was like, you know, I'm going to sit here and just, like, soak this up for me for a few minutes because I am proud of myself right now. And like, I have a hard time saying that because it's hard for me. Like I was never raised to be like, be proud of yourself. Um, but I am, I am proud of myself and I'm proud of the people that I go to school with because I get, they get it. They are those people next to you that are literally racking their brains over these exams too. And like, we see each other in some of the lowest points of like, self-destruction and self-doubt. Like, can I do this? Am I smart enough? I'm terrified. And 
I couldn't do it without Ash and I couldn't do it without the kids. And there are people like Sarah, my sister, that have stepped up to the plate for me. Like if I can't explain to you if the things and people that weren't in our life right now weren't here, I don't know if nursing school would have finished for me the way that it is. Well, and like our village is incredibly tiny right now. I think that like Kirsten and I have really been struggling recently with like feeling alone and feeling like we don't have... Like, we have very, very little support, but the support that we do get, that fountain is overflowing. Yeah. Um, from the, like, less than a handful of people. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's hard because, number one, it's hard to ask for help. It is. And I wish I could give the world to the people that have helped us, you know, and my sister's been a huge one, especially in the last year and a half. I mean, she has been a little less than a year and a half, but she, I mean, she did, she came, she came and she stepped up and she was like, I'm, I'm here for it. Like I'm about it. Like, and it has not been easy on, on all of us in, in times, but like we all have each other's backs, you know? And like, it just comes down to like, I mean, the amount that like we've gotten to know each other too. Right. And rebuild that relationship as adults. Like this, this is my stepsister. Right. We did not grow up in the same household together. Right. Um, but we both experienced a lot of the same or relatable um, upbringing and trauma. And um, I would I would say like verbal or mental abuse in ways. Um, and so we had a lot that we could follow up and relate with. But we also, growing up with that and getting out on our own now too, have been like... Um, these are things I will do and these are things I won't do. And like, I know that like between me and my sister, like we know that we have each other's backs. Yeah. And that relationship alone in the last year has been such a blessing. It has been, you know, but like I do, I do know that Kirsten and I have really been struggling in the regards of like feeling alone and feeling like we don't have support. And part of what's also brought that up is that Kirsten kicked ass in is graduating nursing school next month. And there's not a lot of people that we necessarily want to celebrate it with because I mean, it's hard. We've been alone so much through it. Yeah. I mean, I think that like, and it's hard to take those feelings away and be like, no, like the celebration is deserved because Kirsten put the hard work in and it's not about anybody else. Right. But you do have those moments where you're like, why the fuck weren't you there? Or I just, I'm like, I'd rather just like not. Like I told Ash, like, I don't really know if I want to have a graduation celebration. And she was like, no, you're absolutely <clears throat> having a party to celebrate you graduating from nursing school. Like I didn't get to have a normal graduation from high school because of like. I never got a graduation from high school. No. And so like there's things I think that like as you start to get older and things start happening around you in your life, you're like recognize a little bit of those areas that were kind of stolen like joy was stolen it was from totally you. stolen it was not kind of stolen it was totally stolen and i well, think for that what, you yes i think that what we've realized yeah but you never had a graduation party no like you also worked your ass off to get through high school yeah i like, was in night school our family oh. completely didn't think that you were gonna graduate high school either because ash didn't graduate high school so kirst probably wasn't gonna graduate high school either right we were pretty much just like written off at that point like well they're not gonna make it I think that's something that, like, I want to touch base on, too, is that, like, something I've learned is, as a parent, I want to celebrate my children that are making it. I will be here 100% for my children that need it and that need help, but ultimately, something that definitely bothers me is that I'm one out of three children, grown children, that live on their own right now. My other two siblings live at home with my parents and they get a lot of support. They get a lot of time. And I feel like because I've actually just figured it out because we were kind of forced to, you know, that we don't get that support. And that's something I will take away heavily as a parent that I want to reward my children that are actually doing life on their own. Yeah. You don't just get support and like when you're fucking up. No. 
or when things get harder, when you hit rock bottom, like something that Kirst talked to me about was like, there is such a thing as like, she was like, I will always let our kids come home. Yeah. Always. Like our door is always open to our children. Grown, teenager, whatever the situation is, our door is always open. They can always come back. However, as parents, it is our job to be there for them and rehabilitate them because whatever has got them down in that moment is a grain of rice compared to what this world can offer them. Right. And so we're going to help stand them up. Whatever we're brush their butts off. We're going to help mental, rehabilitate physical, them. Financial. We will rehabilitate you so that you can get so back can, out on yeah. your own and be successful again. Right. Like, and I think that that, that is teaches something also that is like lost. the mindset of like, Failure, is a... failure is not like coming home. Failure is like just giving up and being like, this is it for me. Now I'm going to be a failure to launch. Like, I don't want that for my kids. Like I hate sometimes like how much I wanted independence as a teenager. And like at the end of the day, I didn't want to be kicked out of my house when I was 16 but I would much have rather had it be that way and ended up like I am today than anything else. Like, I wouldn't really take that back. I mean, the amount of life lessons that we've learned. Holy shit. <laughs> is just, like, insanity. But I also think the amount of empathy and the amount of, like, how we take parenting so incredibly serious. But also, like, choose our battles. Yeah. You know? And, like, Kirsten and I have such a good wavelength of communication when it comes to parenting that like I'm so proud of us for I maintaining that I am so proud of us for constantly communicating about what's going on with the kids for constantly being like we got to brainstorm how we can get through this or what we're going to work with like our three-year-old's tantrums right now mm -hmm. like how do we get through this or analyzing like it? what are we doing like what could what is something that maybe is going on in our storm that's raining down on her like right. I'm starting, well, we, we came up with a bedtime thing. We were like, Hey, like we're really good about nap time, but like we've gotten pretty lax on bedtime and she's been going to bed late. And what we have found so far in the last couple of days is that like most of the time when she gets to that point, she's tired. Well, and I think something that as a parent is important is that like we all fall into habits. Like we set a bedtime. I don't know when school started, we're like, everyone's going to be in bed by Penny's going to be in bed by 7.30 and then the other kids are going to be in bed by 8.30 and it slips, you know, and I think that you get comfortable. You start to like kind of forget, but like something that Ash and I are really good at is saying like, okay, well, we've been slipping on that. Things are starting to show that like we are not following through with bedtime. So like, let's get back on track. Like we're pretty good like, about like resorting back to the basics. Yeah. Like, like let's get do derailed like anybody, you know, every family or every, you know, parent has those moments of like, screw it. Tonight sucked. We're ordering pizza. We're staying up till 10. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever. Like, but... I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's okay. And I think that that helps teach our kids mental health too. Yeah. In the regards of like, you know what? It's been a crazy night. We never eat on the couch. We're going to eat around the coffee table tonight. And the kid's are like, what? <gasps> All hell's breaking loose. Moms are losing it. You know, but like, it's lit like literally being like, like having our kids. I mean, tonight was that night. I yeah. was like, don't cook dinner. I'm grabbing pizza and we're just going to have a chill family night. And we're all just going to chill. Like there's no expectation of tonight. Like everybody, like we're just going to like go with the flow of it. And we did. We had a super chill night. It was super chill. Like... Everyone went Kirsten to bed and I really were both well. very like high strung from our days. And we just like, as soon as I got home, it was kind of just like everything calmed down. Yeah. And like, we just like went into like what we know best. And I think our that's our safe unit. place. Our little unit and like just us and our kids. Yeah. And mm. you know, I think. But it's, it's, it's hard though. And I, I think that like, because of things that have been, the things that have happened with Kirsten, I like things that were said and not being accepted and continued to not be accepted. And, um, like we're definitely... watching our siblings get all of the support through their walks of life and being like, we, we didn't have that. We no. didn't get that. And it's like how I don't want to be an envious person. I, I don't want to be a it's jealous hard. person. It's hard. So there's a lot of self, like, like I know that my sister is going to get married and like, I'm, going to be her maid of honor 
and you're going to be in the wedding too. And like, I don't want my past to take away the joy of my sister's day because she deserves that day. And because of what happened to me, isn't her fault. She's young, way younger than me. Like she wasn't even, I mean, she wasn't even old enough to really comprehend what was going on when everything was like really happening with us in high school. But like, it is hard. It's hard for me not to have animosity towards the situation because I'm like, you know, it must be nice to have your family so excited for you to get married and for you to have a wedding. And, um, you know, those are things that definitely were not celebrated and like not even tolerated really. Yeah. Kirsten, I never had a wedding. No, we had a small, we, we went had to a, the courthouse. We had a courthouse. stood in front of a judge and said, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And signed a paper. And both her dad and my mom came, which was a little bit surprising. It was super surprising, but I also feel like we poured our fucking hearts out to them. Yeah. In the regards of like, this is something that's super special to Kirsten and I, and this is what's happening. And like, it would mean so much to us if you guys would be there for us. And I mean, how do you say no? I guess. I don't know. I guess like, and I guess I think of things like with our kids, I'm like, my kids will never have to worry about coming to me and telling me like, mom, I have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or I am gay or I'm straight or I, whatever. Like it doesn't matter. Even little things too. Like, Hey, like, like we also have open communication in the fact where it's like, if our kids are dating somebody and they're like, mom, I think like I'm ready to like have relations or like talk about that. Like we want that open communication with them because it's better to have the open communication and help prepare and make sure that they have what they need right? versus be like, Hey, I fucked up. I have an STD or pretend like or it's just not I'm pregnant happen. or I got somebody pregnant or it's never happening. And now they're also dealing with all these emotional battles right? because well, of like, something like, th- I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, <laughs> I'm not as worried. Like I know a lot of parents are like stressed about their kids. Like, and our, my, our kids are young. Like, this is a, this is around the corner for us, but not anytime soon. But, like, thinking about it, like, sex is emotional. It's insanely and, like, emotional. I think that, like, above, you know, physical health, like, I think that's, like, the approach that I want to, like, I'm obviously in healthcare, so I'm very, I also, the type of nursing I'm going into is very prominent for education in all areas. <clears throat> but um, I think part of it is... The emotional aspect is, like, telling your kids, like, as much as they might not believe you, like, there's all these things that can happen to you physically, but, like, emotionally there are things that can happen to you, too. let's be honest. Some of these kids are going through puberty at 11 or 12 years old. Yeah. So, yeah, your body can complete the task and the activity. However, like, is your mind there and ready for it? And I think that that's something that, like, having open communication is so huge. And we have had open communication with our kids from day one. Yeah. And that's why, like, anybody could sit down and have a conversation with our kids and they can hold a conversation with you. Intelligent conversation back and forth with an adult like you would be an educated person. And it's because we've shown them that respect and provided that time for them. We include them in, like, conversations. Obviously, there's age-appropriate conversations that, like, they're not a part of when deemed necessary. But, like... I don't know. Sometimes as, like, kids, I felt like we were, like, shunned to another room. Like, okay, it's parent time now. Like, it's adult time. You need to go. And, like, we really save that for after bedtime. Like, I do believe in adult conversation. Highly believe in having inappropriate, fun conversations with friends and family. However, that stuff can wait to a degree until after bedtime. Well, and I do think there were some times where we would hang out or, like, you know... A lot of times, too, when we would, like, go hang out or, like, have drinks and stuff, we would tend to, like, shack up for the night wherever that was at. Meaning that, like, if we were going to a friend's house and we were going to have drinks, like, we just planned, like, a whole family sleepover. Yeah. Um, Or the kids were with a babysitter. And there were times that we were like, okay, like, it's time for you guys to go watch a movie on the couch. Like, the adults are going to hang out now. And, like... Were they within ear's reach of, like, conversations? Sure. But... But I think that also we have become more heightenedly aware of that since we decided to be sober. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, I know personally, it's not like, as annoying I would or not whatever. have certain conversations. Like now I definitely like filter my conversations even on the phone. Cause they're only hearing one side of the conversation, mm-hmm. but I'm still filtering those conversations. And when I 
back in, you know, the day was drinking, like, after a couple drinks, like, I'd be like, well, it doesn't even matter. And you're like, yeah, well, and, you know, lowers your inhibitions. And now it's a little bit just more, I don't know, like, that's just something else. That's just something else that, like, I appreciate and, like, gratify my want to stay sober still. Yeah. You know, is, is, is that, but I do think that something that we've talked about a lot is just like how we react to our kids, how we react to each other. Like there's a lot of things that we've talked about in the regards of like, what am I missing? Like, you know, is, is my, am I carrying my parents' trauma because I lacked so much to set me up for success because of my parents' lack of ability to heal their own traumas that it that their storm rained on us right i would say absolutely yeah i mean sometimes it happens and like happens to the best of us i think the difference is recognizing that it's happened and like but it's genuinely apologizing right i think that's the problem though too is that i feel like both kirsten and i are the oldest children in our families and i do feel like we have both experienced from our families, like, Ash and Kirst are good. Like, they're my kids I don't have to worry about. Like, right. they're successful. They're making it. They've always figured it out. They've always, like, everything we thought they couldn't get through, they got through. Like, they've they're, always they're conquered. Good. They'll they'll make it. They're fine. Yeah. And all of our other siblings, I shouldn't say all, but most of our other siblings, right? Because I have a lot more than you. <laughs> like, either still live at home. Or get help. And, and you know, it's help for things that, like, also are, like, I don't know. I just feel like when you say get help, it doesn't mean that, like, they got fired from a job because their job closed. You know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like it's help that, like, could have been prevented. Like, they could have prevented bad this situation. Yeah, bad decision that they made or, like, unfortunate circumstance, which I understand, like... I said I would always let my kids come home, but I will rehabilitate them. It's just frustrating when I feel like good behavior is not rewarded. No, it's at not. all. It's not at all. Because like I mean, Ash and I, I'm like I did not quit drinking to get rewarded by anybody. Let me just put that out there. But like, I I would be proud of my kid if I was like, dang, like you guys are like, look at you being healthy, not drinking, not smoking, working out, feeding your kids healthy food, like. You know what I mean? Spending time with your kids, sitting down and having dinner every single fucking night together. Right. Um, Going to nursing school, working all the time. Like, we, you know... And and somehow Kirsten and I find time for our relationship. Like, Kirsten and I, we, we, like, when we stray or, like, start getting to the point to where, like, Kirsten and I start feeling like we're getting distance, like, too much distance between each other, we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, we got the breaks. Like we, we need to do a date night mm-hmm. or we need to like, hone and, it and in. like our date night stuff doesn't consist of us just like going out. No. <laughs> we have, it's like, okay, I'm stressed. You're stressed. We haven't talked in the last couple days. Um, why don't you stop by Chili's and get that white cheese queso and bring it home and we'll watch a scary movie together. Like yeah, in bed, because that's like the taboo thing in our house. So like <laughs> when we get to have snacks in bed, it's like my must mucho favorite day ever. <laughs> Ash can't sit it. She lays out like a towel, makes sure the crumbs, the bed's made. We're not allowed to like really sit in the bed because if there's crumbs in there, then <laughs> the whole night's over. But I think like we make time for friends. We make time for family. And I think that also is a big reason why too. And I push this podcast so hard with Kirsten. She was like, I, I don't have time to go to the bathroom by myself. You think I'm going to have time for a fucking podcast? Like, right. I was pretty off put. I don't want to do it. Idea. I was like, what is wrong with you? Like, let's just add one more thing to the mix, because why not? But this podcast really has become something that, like, I enjoy doing. Like, Ash will text me, like she did today, like, podcast night. And I was like, yeah, like, I was just thinking that, because I start my nights tomorrow, so I won't be home for a few days. Like, it's the perfect night. And, like, I think we had a good, like, idea of what to talk about tonight, just because this is, like, heavy. It's just heavy on our hearts right now with the time that we're going through, because it's hard to, like want to celebrate with the people that you're like, you know, good old pat on the back, like at a girls really pay the bills. Thanks for that. You know what I mean? And I hate to be jaded, but it's hard not to be. 
Well, like, I get frustrated because... I don't know. Like, I'll be honest. Like, I have heard I'm proud of you once via text message during this whole entire thing. I get frustrated because you've put all the work in at your school. We have put in all the work in maintaining our household, our children. I have put in all the work in providing for our family. We've had family like, put in work to help us. We have had, right, my sister has stepped in to help with the kids. Like, yeah. And it is just extremely frustrating because I want to be like, no, 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 no. You don't get this win. Right. This is not your trophy daughter or your trophy daughter-in-law or whatever the situation is. To be like, oh, yeah, my daughter's a nurse, or my sister's a nurse, or my niece is a nurse, or whatever the situation, or my friend's a nurse now. Like, this isn't this isn't a level up for you. Right. This is a level up for Kirst. This is a level up of Kirsten conquering and, like, completing her dream job and her dream career. This is a level up for our family financially. Yeah. This is a level up that our kids now will get to have more time. Because Kirsten doesn't have to study as much anymore. Like, this is a win for our family in the regards that we get to go back to having a routine. Mm -hmm. That Kirsten's not doing clinical this month here, here, and here, and then has classes here, 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 and here. And on these nights, right, and on these nights and these nights, we can't do anything because Kirsten has to cram and study for her exam. Like, we have been all over the board, and it has been a whirlwind for three and a half years. And it's like, this isn't anybody else's trophy but yours. And then the kids and me are lucky enough that we get to be the stand that you can put that trophy on. And that is just like what is, what I feel like we are also feeling a lot is that it's coming down to it. And I feel like we both feel very pinched in the regard of like, we're almost there. Yeah. You know, like I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. I am, I'm exhausted. I, I'm tired of working 24-7. I'm tired of missing things. I'm tired of, like, not having me time or taking a mental health day for myself or, you know, taking a day off because I need to get some appointments done or whatever or because I just want to fucking sleep because I'm tired. Right. You know? Like, I, like I'm exhausted. I am, like, I'm over, like, my routine. I'm over of carrying, like... The whole financial The stress load. of the, fi- the finances. Like, if I fuck up, we're screwed. You know? And it's like, that's so much. That's so much. And I feel like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like you feel the same way. Like, you were terrified to fuck up nursing school. Oh, my because God. Because of everything else that was pending on it. Because of me working. Because of the, like, sacrifices that we were making. Like, I felt like you... Oh, my eggs... Like, I don't tend to put all of my eggs in one basket, but, like, I had a lot of my eggs in this nursing school basket, and every exam was a... Because it really can make or break you. Like, mm-hmm. these exams really can fuck you up in nursing school. And, you know, it was... I have test anxiety already, but it adds to it when you're like, okay, like, if I... If this doesn't work out, like, I'll be a CNA the rest of my life. Like, that's not what I want, but, like, that's what would have to happen. And I'm ready to, you know, be able to go and get a job and do what I want to do and give Ash a break and be able to give her that, like, freedom. So, like, this is a whole new level for us. And I think that's something that I've been thinking about is as much as, like, it's hard to want to celebrate with people that, you know, you don't feel like always clapped for you or always, like, offered you a helping hand when, like, it got hard or even recognized maybe that, like, this must be really hard. Um, But, like, we also don't have to reap the, like, share the benefits of what this Mm -hmm. is going to give to anybody but us. Right. And And I think that's, like, part of being human is fighting that urge to want to be bitter. Yeah. And it's hard. And I, I want to work on that because... I don't like feeling that way. Right. And I think that that's what has kind of like been a topic on like our minds and in our conversations recently is that like we are like fighting that urge. Like I don't want to be bitter. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be frustrated. Like this is a celebration. This is a great thing. This is happiness. Like this is. And like I want to believe that the people that want to celebrate genuinely want to because they're proud and they're happy for me. Right. Not that like they can stand on a stool of you know, I feel better as a parent because my kid is now a nurse. (laughs) 
you know, and I don't really think it's like that, but like it is difficult to want to share. Well, your interpretation of the situation is also like valid. Right. So it's, so it's hard. So people may not intend to create those feelings or a space for those feelings, but it still happens based off of actions. I think though, there are people in my family that like, I'm so excited that they get to be here. Like I have three fourths of my grandparents coming to this and like all four of them are alive. Just only three of them are able to make it. And which is fucking amazing. It's amazing. I'm so like, happy The fact that, that my grandparents get to sit there and see this because they're have been, like, some of my biggest fans in my life has been my grandma and my grandpa. And, like, the fact that they're going to get to see this actually happen, because this has been such a thing in my life that, like, has taken forever that I... That's, like, what is going to bring me, I think, some of the most joy that day is knowing that they made it to this. And I made it. They got to see this, because this is something that, like, I was scared that was going to take too long. And... So I'm trying to find the good in those areas, too, of, like, what an incredible moment that'll be. Right. And, I mean, it's been so huge. Like, I really worked on my health over the last year. And, like, I I think we're both dealing with a little bit of imposter syndrome in the regards. Like, you're, like, I'm, like, seconds away from being a registered nurse. Right. And I'm, like, I'm seconds away from, like, being the smallest I've ever been since I was 17. Right. In weight and being the healthiest I've been, like since I was 17. And right. I think that it is just like, it's a lot. It is. We're, we have some serious things that we have worked hard towards that we can celebrate right now. But I think it's so fascinating that like, I truly believe that like the universe plays a huge role in like how things come together. And like Ash and I have grown together over the years, over these 18 years, we have grown way more together than ever apart. And I think a big thing of that is like, trusting the process because like we could be very distant right now like I'm on a very different path you're on but we find ways to bring them together yeah like you just said like you and I are both in that situation of like imposter syndrome and I love that we find the commonalities in our struggles because we are two very different people but finding those ways to like connect I think is what has helped us grow together well and we've just we've maintained present mind sets in the regards of like reading each other and reading the room. Yeah. I, I feel like we, I feel like one of us says read the room like once a day, every week or something, <laughs> you know, or once every other day we hear that saying come out of one of our mouths. And it's because like, sometimes it's one of us saying, Hey, read the room because we're overstressed and there's so much chaos going on. So the other one needs to tap in, or maybe it's, you know, a conversation that we're getting ready to have or that we're starting that doesn't need to happen now or right. other people are you know, impeding on something or whatever the situation is. And I think it's just like something that I can say is that like when we wake up in the morning, we wake up and our feet hit the ground and we choose today. Yeah. We choose today to be wives. We choose today to be moms. We choose today to be a good student, to be a good worker, Mm -hmm. a good employee. Like we choose to be like good partners. We choose to be good friends. Like it is something that like we have to actively choose every day. Like I... Every day at work, somebody asks me, hey, good morning, how are you, or whatever, after I greet them, and I'm like, I'm amazing, or I'm fantastic, and I get the weird head tilt, and the, like, really fast seven blink in a row, and they're like, fantastic, okay, or amazing, really, wow, all right, 7.15 in the morning, and I'm like, you know, it's a choice. Right. I say it continually, and I say it with that tone, too. I'm always like, well, you know, it's a choice, because... There's some mornings where I could have easily just gotten back in bed and not done today. Well, mindset is everything. I'm learning. I've learned a lot about that this year. Well, when you choose to not have internal conflict and you become comfortable with external conflict, listen. I don't know if you ever, I'm not, I'm definitely not to the, I'm comfortable with external conflict, but I am learning to get rid of the internal conflict. I don't, I don't know how long it takes to become comfortable with external conflict. The thing about it is that you have to get to a point where you have to say, okay, listen, (laughs) however you feel about this is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. How I'm going to feel about it is my responsibility. And that is what we can control. Yep. And I refuse to allow my cup to go low anymore because it's not 
helpful in all the other areas of my life and all of my other commitments. It's not helpful for me as a employee. It's not helpful for me as a wife or as a mom or anything. It doesn't, it doesn't work. I have to keep my oxygen mask on. Yep. And so I, I don't know, like Kirsten told me tonight, she goes, oh, I think I want to start reading books. <laughs> I mean, like I, out of the blue, so far out of like, we're literally just sitting there. I was letting my phone charge so we could <laughs> do this podcast. And she goes, huh, I think I want to read books. <laughs> I love that for you. Yes. Like, what do you like want to read? Like books for pleasure. Because yeah. <laughs> I have been reading a lot of books over the last few years, but they have not been the greatest books I've ever read. They don't even feel like they're like... They're not books. An English it's, book it's, whatsoever. It's like, an, no. It's, it's Latin. It's... <laughs> actually. You know, but like... And like, I never read books and I can't... I have a very hard time finding times... Finding time to turn a page. Um, But I told myself there's no reason why I still shouldn't be reading books and filling, filling your brain, my brain with, with, you know, that, I don't know, opportunity experience. It's an experience to read a book. Yeah. Like you, you experience what the author is providing you. And so I started, I started with my audiobooks, and I have read so many freaking books. Yeah. Like it's insane. And like, as soon as Kirsten was like, I want to read a book. I was like, oh my God, I have the perfect book for you. Like, you're going to love it. It's got this, this, and this I told her it. she has to buy it She goes, are you going to buy it for me? And I was like, it's already ordered. It'll I be here order tomorrow. a tangible book. Like, my first book that I read out of nursing school needs to be a physical one that I can, like, hold in my hand. Um, yep. I'm super excited because I am going to get her Hillary Burton's first book. And I'm so excited for her to read that because I'm it is so excited. So I went to Barnes oh & Noble today and I was standing in the books. I mean, that's kind of what's there. But... <laughs> I was standing in the candy aisle in Barnes and Noble and they had Birkenstocks for sale. And I just was like, I'm here for books. Can you direct me? <laughs> Excuse me. I have a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend. <laughs> but I was like, wow, there's so many books. So many that I haven't even like heard of or that I've like, I want to read books. I'll make a post on our page. Let's okay. put some posts on our page on some recommendations. On also books. send us some recommendations. I like self-help. I really don't like war books. They make me sad. <laughs> Ash does though. No, I don't. I'm not a huge war book person. Are you sure? I read a handful when I wanted to be a PJ in the military, but that was about it. Um, I it, don't know. It's I'm I'm a hopeless romantic. Also, I read romantic books. Send us some lesbian hopeless romantic books. I have so many I could recommend people. I've read so many. I just don't even know what you're reading anymore. You don't. I but, hear things when I get in the car. It's Hillary. questionable. <laughs> It's, it's so scary sometimes though, when I like put my, like, I have to get like an oil change on my truck or something. And then my, like my phone is within reach of my truck no. from my desk. And I'm like, no, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, but I mean, it's not anything bad. It's just like really girly, like hopeless romantic, like lesbian love books. And I'm like, oh, it's so pretty. And then oh, I'm like, I, I can't, can't find my spot and I can't, but Hillary Burton turned me on to memoirs. I, I did not think I was going to love like memoirs and... Um, I, I'm blanking her first book now, but it's about her and her husband, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, like buying a little cottage out in like Reinick, New York. And it was like, they, they just, they end up getting like a farm and all this other stuff. And it's just, it's fucking amazing. Like, okay, well you have to post it I will. so they'll know what it is. I will. I'm going to post it. I'm, I'll put, take a picture of it. I'm getting it tomorrow. Ah, I'm going to post it though. Um, and I'll recommend it for you guys. I literally, I think I posted it on my personal page recently, but, um, I will post it out there cause it is, it has been so relatable and she's got recipes in there, which is even better. I don't know. I love it. I yeah, love it. I love it. Love that. But well guys, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Um, thank you for listening to our rant in the regards of like, sometimes you feel shitty. Sometimes you feel alone. Sometimes you don't feel support. And like, I think Kirsten and I just need to like, get these feels out because yeah. it's been, it's been fucking hard. It has. <laughs> um, but, but we appreciate you guys being here for the funnies and the seriouses. And I, I am excited cause I think we're kind of to a point in the podcast where we can start like talking about like current life. Like we're caught up on our story. And I think that I would like to know if you guys want to share like anything you guys want us to talk about topics. If, even if we don't know about it, I'm a very good researcher, so mm -hmm. I can get some research on, could read a book. I'm going to post our email on there too. So you guys can send emails yeah. into us so we can start reading some emails That'd and be great. like get like some Q and a stuff going on. I'd love that. Um, so or yeah. if you guys want to share any of your experiences or like 
feedback, thoughts that you have when you're listening to the podcast, it'd be nice to know. Because sometimes, you know, just us sitting in this closet, just la da da. So it'd be nice to know who's out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post our I'll I'll post I'll post our email and you guys can DM us too at the Ashen Kirst on Instagram. Um and yeah, let us know. There's also spots in like Apple Podcasts and Spotify where you guys can give us feedback or ask us questions and we'll set up a couple of um, episodes where we can go over those things with y'all. Yeah. So you guys have an amazing rest of whatever part of your day you are in and we'll see you later. Bye.